Hey, one more thing before you go. Are you an Elvis fan? Do you want an up-close and personal look at Elvis, his life, his movies, his love life, his addictions, and his untimely death? Stay tuned as the Oscars are closing in, and there's a few more Oscar 2023-nominated films and talent that we want to review, and we're going to take this Wednesday episode and have a fantastic conversation about an intense Oscar-nominated film, director, and actor. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see. We're talking about Elvis being in the building. I'm your host, Michael R. Hurst. I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Hello, everyone. And we're going to talk about Elvis, the 2022 biopic directed by Baz Luhrmann and starring Austin Butler. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. Hey, Diane. Hey, Michael. Thank you for joining me on this Wednesday. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. You know, I, everybody out there that's listening, normally Diane and I do the Over the Teacup Sunday episodes where we do things like this. We review movies and uh, movies. <laughs> you also said biopic instead of biopic, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we normally do this on a Sunday. Uh, but now we're going to do this this Wednesday because there are so many films that we need to still review prior to the Oscars. We want to make sure that we get them all in. So we hope that you stay with us and you get to enjoy this wonderful review and talk about Elvis, the movie. It, you know, it, it's, it is, I grew up with Elvis mm -hmm. and um, yeah, huge fan. And yeah. uh, I, I grew up with his movies. I grew up with his music. I grew up with uh with uh, idolizing him like so many others. And uh, I, I was watching TV sitting on the front, you know, front room, living room floor. And um, I heard the news when he died. And it was like a blow to me uh, and my mom, actually. Mm -hmm. Kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, but let's, let's tell everybody about it. Okay. Elvis, the movie, is an ambitious and visually stunning film that tells the story of one of the most iconic musicians of all time. The film follows Elvis from his teenage years through his rise to fame and his struggles as he faces the pressures of life as a celebrity while maintaining a complex relationship with his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, which we have a few little things we want to talk about, Colonel Tom Parker, but this apparently is kind of from Colonel, well, he's not really a colonel, so I'm just going to call him Tom Parker, um, from his eyes while he was dying. It was kind of a notes and one of his uh, last little things he uh, kind of documented out, I guess. And uh, this is where it's at. You can watch it on HBO Max now. You don't even have to pay for it. We bought the movie, though. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We, we love Elvis. I, um, your time I went the day he died, I was, I was actually Lisa Marie's age. I'm a few months younger than... She was, um, rest in peace, Lisa Marie. Um, and I was outside playing, I don't know. And I came inside and my mom said, guess who died today? And I said, grandpa, I was all worried. <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, no, 
And I'm like, who's that? Like, I was not played in our house. <laughs> but, um, my mom wasn't, I guess, really a fan. I mean, she probably didn't mind the music, but she wasn't a fan. And uh, so I never really, I don't think I even remember hearing an Elvis song until after he died. I, th I mean, this is obviously nothing against your mother, but I think it's because she grew up in such a religious family that they they went along with that same um, thought that uh, you know Elvis the pelvis was the devil, right. and you don't right. listen to his music because it's going to turn you into the evil side, and you know that kind of a thing. Yeah, so, I, I think. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, I'm such of an Elvis fan that um, not only did I listen to the music, I sang it. And, uh, you know, I, I used to style my hair kind of like it. Remember when we went to Vegas that one time, they asked me if I was there for the convention? Because <laughs> yes. you did back in the day. Uh, yeah. You really did kind of resemble Elvis. And, uh, and you always sing like him. You always, um, I love it when you sing Elvis to me. Well, it, it's now it's an old Elvis. <laughs> uh, you always wonder what Elvis would sound like uh, at this age. Well, here it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. kind of different, but it's still good. A little bit different, yeah. Well, let's let's tell everybody a little bit about the movie. So that's what we're here for, and we can you know kind of uh, get in the middle of this because it's a brilliant movie, and I think Austin Butler did a fantastic job and so forth. So let me get into it. Austin Butler's portrayal of Elvis is nothing short of brilliance. This is my own review. Um, short of brilliance, his performance captures the essence of Elvis, the music, the energy, the charisma. He very clearly um, studied the original recordings as well as Elvis' mannerisms and movements to bring authenticity to the role. And I know that I've seen that in some of the interviews that he uh, had done during the junket. Uh, to promote the movie, and I wholeheartedly believe it. In fact, he's still having a hard time getting rid of his uh, Elvis um, voice drawl. Right, right. He's supported by a talented cast that includes Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, Helen Thompson as Elvis's beloved mother, and Richard Roxborough as Elvis's troubled father, Vernon Presley, and Olivia de Jong as Priscilla. Everybody. Uh, on this did a fantastic job, I think, with this. I I am very impressed with um, all aspects of it. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, 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 Austin Butler did a fantastic job of portraying Elvis Presley. Uh, it, the closest thing to, to watching Elvis, you know, I think uh, that I've seen in a really long time. I, I agree. And I think that it also helped that... Um, Priscilla and Lisa Marie welcomed him into their lives and into their home uh, to prepare for it. You know, they yeah. wanted him to be yeah. as, as possible in all things Elvis. And so I'm sure that that helped. But he's very talented. He, he is very talented. Austin Butler's very talented. So. Well, and, and it's really interesting because I know that, uh, I, I know for his audition, he, uh, he went and uh, uh, rehearsed a song. And he rehearsed it over and over and over again. And then he went in, so he, he knew he knew he had to, to nail it. And he went in and, and he uh, won the audition with that song. And then when he sang it in the movie, they only did like 20 seconds of it. It really upset him. <laughs> he goes, I did the whole song. You only gave me 20 seconds. Didn't he even learn how to play piano or something? He did. Learned how to play piano for and, it and everything. And what song was it? Was it um, Trilogy? 
American, I think it was trilogy. Yeah, I think yeah. it was American trilogy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was he. I mean, he really took this to heart, and you know, he made sure that he watched every Elvis movie, and I'm, mm -hmm. he took after me. <laughs> every <laughs> Elvis movie, listen to every yeah. album. Mm -hmm. You've you've done you've done those more than once. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, in my opinion, this is like a stunning, well-crafted, emotionally, um, emotionally affecting portrait of the life and the career of the king of rock and roll. From his humble beginnings in poverty-stricken Tupelo, Mississippi, to becoming one of the 20th century's most iconic and influential figures. I mean, Elvis died in 1977, and his music, his persona, his presence, his charisma still lives today. Yeah. You know that? I mean, they still, I think, they still go to Graceland on August 16th. and They do. And, you know, they were all there for his birthday. And, I mean. Every year. I don't, I don't see how it's ever going to, pardon the word, die. I, I don't think it's ever going to die. You know. Well, and, and it unfortunately, um, with uh, Lisa Marie passing away recently, uh, I think that that really affected it a, a little bit uh, as well, because I, it, from my perspective, and I think you agree with me, I think that uh, um, taking it out of Priscilla's hands and, and allowing uh, Lisa Marie to control um, the legend, I guess, and mm -hmm. everything that was associated with it, in lieu of Priscilla, which, you know, right now they're fighting over, which is really stupid. They're fighting over, you know, the life insurance policies and things like that that were supposed to go to um, her daughter. Yeah. Riley Co. And, um, you know, uh, Priscilla's fighting it because I think that she, that's the only thing she knows is Elvis's money, even to this day. Yeah. I, so. Well, I, I'm sure that's probably most of it but you know she also before lisa marie came of age to um be in control of that priscilla did make some good business decisions with graceland and you know his legacy so i mean it's not like she would i mean nothing against lisa marie but didn't she go through like a hundred million dollars in like 10 years or something or i i'm that may not be the right number but it was some outrageous amount of money that she went through. Yeah, she did. I mean, the, the estate itself, I think, was um, in dire straits a little bit because of that. I know that she sold uh, a good portion of the Elvis uh, library of music uh, to an individual that kind of, in my opinion, pawns it out too much. Um, didn't really, I mean, he remixed a bunch of stuff into some yeah. weird don't music. Like, do not like them at it's all. Not, yeah, it's just uh, not. But that's a whole nother conversation. We got to get back to the movie, the Buzz Lerman Austin Butler movie. Um, in my opinion, Elvis, um, it was an inspiring story and it's brought to life with a mix of like dynamic visuals, a captivating soundtrack. Um, Butler's able to bring out Elvis, uh, his complexity, showing him as a passionate artist, a rebel, uh, uh, like a rebel, a rebellion, a rebel, and a devoted family man. Um, 
gives us a mesmer, you know, he gives a mesmerizing performance, in my opinion. It captures Elvis's unique blend of charisma, vulnerability, and ambition. Um, it's not, I mean, I know you, you don't like me using this word a lot, but it's nothing short of brilliant. I think it was a brilliant performance. It um, was very, very good. Yeah, I think it captures the essence of Elvis. I mean, growing up with Elvis, I, I obviously could look at him and say, well, I can see the, well, we knew Trent Carlini. Or right. we, you know, at the time. And Trent Carlini was one of the best Elvis impersonators in Las Vegas. In fact, he won um, when, they, when Graceland did a contest. Uh, Trent Carlini won, like, the top-notch top, top notch thing. Um, I think that uh, uh, Butler really brought, the, brought it over, to, over and above that, I, th I believe. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, uh, um, especially for being as young as he is, um, he, I mean, well, he just, he did the work. You can definitely he did the work. See the work. Yeah. I, and, you know, the music, uh, it's, it's uh, Elvis music, and there's a combination of uh, Austin Butler singing it as well as Elvis. So there's there's a mix in there. Not, not, a, not a mix as in um, he's singing with the soundtrack. A mix as in there are certain songs that Austin Butler sings and there are certain soundtracks that they brought in from Elvis. Here so, you know, it, it, uh, the continuity so that he didn't have to learn all of those songs because right. we know um, Elvis over the years, you know, his voice matured to a certain point, you know, from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and, and the 80s. Well, not the 80s. Not well, the, the 80s. 80s. Not the but 80s. <laughs> I, and I think with health deteriorating as well, that's going to change your voice. It's going to change things. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, in the, in the end, he got very overweight in the last couple of years. I mean, we watched him from 1975 to 1977. I watched him go from a very, and what looked healthy to me, yeah. in shape, looking good, you know, and he went downhill fast in two years. It was just unfortunate and really sad. But the movie, the music, the energy, the charisma is all there. Um, and it's very clear that he, as you said earlier, we, he studied the original recordings and he studied Elvis's mannerisms and movements. And he brought, in my opinion, he brought some authenticity to the role. Um, to me, knowing what I knew about Elvis growing up and watching his movies, watching things in his life, watching the, I mean, there were several documentaries that were done like with Elvis and, and his, um, uh, his entourage, where he filmed it himself. And you can see the exhaustion. You can see the, I don't really want to do this anymore. Uh, they're running me to death. I'm doing too many performances, too many tours. I'm, I need to slow down. I need to stop. I need to go see my family. I need, can't sleep. I can't, I can't go to sleep. And then when I do go to sleep, I can't wake up. And, you know, and, and these were actual, from, from actual documentaries that he was part of as um, they toured. So... Who, who was um, the cause of all that? Well, in my Just opinion, look. in my opinion, yeah. it is Tom Parker, who Tom Hanks played a really good Tom Parker. We yeah, have to give did. Tom. Never really disliked Tom Hanks, but I did not like Tom Hanks. I didn't like him. I, and I know it's because of who he was playing and how well. Playing. I was like, yeah, you can go now. <laughs> well, and, and realistically, I, and Tom Parker, that's not Tom Parker's real name. Tom Parker actually came here and it, it has been determined that 
he came here illegally and that he changed his name and then he was a, a circus hawker. He and, he uh, was what was he was from another country, uh Australia. Austria. Was he from Austria? <clears throat> Austria or Hungary, I think. Something like that. Okay. So yeah, he you know, he basically to stay here, he hid from everything and he 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 felt by putting the name Colonel in front of him that people wouldn't think twice about it and that he was some kind of a war hero type guy and he was never in the military and uh, he actually didn't even belong here really. But one thing for absolutely sure, in my opinion and in several other people's opinion, I'm sure you agree with me, he was a con man. Yep, the original. The original. Con man. He yeah. took advantage of Elvis Presley, his naiveness, his, um, his gentle trust. nature, his trust. Uh, you know, he grew up a Southern boy. And, uh, you know, to me, mama was everything. And uh, see, I'm starting to talk like Elvis now. And, you know, and he, he was taught to respect his elders. Respect his elders. So th this. Elder and, and as a mentor. And so he was going to you know, do whatever he yeah. said got to be too long that he was doing that and he couldn't get out of it. And and I think, I mean, this movie shows that very distinctly. You see yeah. the, the, the struggle mm -hmm. between wanting to break away and do his own thing to, to, um, going, okay, fine. I mean, he broke away at one time and then you'll see, and, and I hate giving stuff away, um, but you can read this anywhere. You'll see where um, Tom Parker weaseled his way right back in. And most of that was because he was so far in gambling debt. And this is true facts. He's so far in gambling debt that he needed Elvis to go back and do a nonstop seven day a week, you know, show in Las Vegas in order to pay Tom Parker's bills. Ugh. It yeah. just... Uh, it makes me so angry. It just, it's so sad. It's really, well, really I, sad. I, you walk away from this movie going, wow, he, I feel that people maybe that if there's people out there that see this, that were never really huge Elvis fans or kind of, you know, oh, he's nothing but a drug addict and he's this and he's that. I think that they're going to come away from this movie feeling different about Elvis Presley. I agree with I that. And I, and I think that, that the addiction, the drug addiction uh, came from Tom Parker. Yeah. Um, he would, when Elvis said that, you know, he needed to, you need to go perform, he'd give him barbiturates, yeah. you know? And then when, when he came back and said, well, I need to go to sleep, then he'd give him something to go to sleep. I mean, I think that the, the doctor that, I mean, obviously the doctor was probably hired by Tom Parker. Oh, he was. Uh, Absolutely yeah. was. To keep him on this, cycle. And I can't remember the doctor's name. I should remember it, but he's an evil man. And I mean, they held him accountable because the amount of drugs that were in Elvis Presley's body when he did die. But um, it was all, in my opinion, although this is supposed to be told from Tom Parker on his deathbed and he's, you know, telling this whole story and he's trying to make himself out to be, you know, well, it really wasn't me. It really wasn't me. It was just, you know, all this other stuff. But in reality, you see the seam splitting where you understand that he doesn't, he believes himself. Mm. He, he believes he created the story and believes in, it reminds me of somebody very distinct. 
<laughs> we won't get into that one either during this, but <laughs> yeah, uh, just, that's like the original con man. So there's, you know, there's been others that have followed and, well, and yeah. there's who are. We'll say there's some high profile individuals that have followed in his footsteps. Um, Baz Lerman, his direction is remarkable. I think he creates and like a, uh, an atmosphere of nostalgia and glamour um, while still doing justice to the story of Elvis's life. Uh, Lerman captures the highs and the lows of Elvis's career and his struggles with fame and um, sort of and sympa- the, empathy. And the beginnings too, where, where he came from and, and yeah. uh, he really, he goes into that um, a lot as well, which I thought was um, a really good way to make sure everybody understood how it all came to be and where he came from and what his family life was like. And yeah, he tells it, tells the story from the beginning, which is really, really good. Um, you know, as I said earlier, uh, you, you compound that, that brilliant direction in, in realistically. So uh, Baz Luhrmann has been around the business for a really long time, both in uh, film and in music. And uh, here in, in a few minutes here, I'll give you a, a list of his uh, uh, accomplishments. And I think that um, you'll find that, you know, he definitely um, comes at this from a perspective, not only from as a director and a writer and in film, but he comes from it um, from a musical perspective as well. And I think that, uh, you know, he did a fantastic job in creating this brilliant movie that, that gives us the inside look at Elvis Presley, where he came from, how his journey came about, um, how his addictions came about and how he felt so lost because of all of that. I, I think, I think it really gives a good you know option for people to um, have a better I, I, understanding. I, I agree. I think that he, um, if he was an Elvis fan, I mean, I think it came through, Yeah. Um, but I also think what came through was the one thing I didn't like about it was, uh, the way Priscilla is portrayed. Um, it, it's a little too clean and uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, she looks, she looks very innocent in this whole movie. Yeah. They made, they made Priscilla. I mean, if anybody that's an Elvis fan and everybody that knows Elvis Presley and this story, I mean, obviously this is an inside look at the story, but they know that Priscilla and uh, screwed around on Elvis plain and simple with his karate okay. instructor. Her too. Mike Stone. Well, yes, but what I'm saying is uh, Priscilla was not innocent. But like you said, in the movie, she's portrayed all nicey nicey and innocent. Yeah. And she was the one that came out looking the best out of this movie. And it, it was, it kind of threw me. I was like, mm, that's not the stories we've always known. So, <laughs> well, I mean, what, one thing for absolutely sure is that he did love her. But and you know, I loved him. I think she did. I think she I think did. She, I think things changed. She didn't know how to get him away from Tom Parker. Yeah, Tom he Parker. Tried. Tom Parker interfered. Tom Parker interfered with their marriage, you know, immensely. And I think this movie doesn't really show that. But you know, that's just a perspective that we understand from outside of that. And I wish it would have well, shown it. I think it, I think it showed it enough to, you, you get the, you get the gist that he was a big cause of her not being able to stay. 
Uh, I wish it would have shown more, actually. Or my opinion, I wish it would have shown more. Um, but Austin Butler, I mean, he's nominated for Best Actor. He's nominated for, uh, you know, the film itself is nominated for the Best Picture. And uh, Baz Luhrmann is nominated uh, as well. And I think, I don't know if Tom Hanks is nominated. Tom Hanks nominated? I, don't I probably remember. should have looked. Well, yeah, we were so concentrating on Butler's performance and um, Lerman's direction. I forgot to look up whether or not Tom Hanks was. Uh... I mean, I think I don't know. I as much as I love Tom Hanks, I don't know. It was a very um, kind of cartoonish, um, in my opinion portrayal it, i don't think it was his best work by him. no so but i, I but i do i do think he gave he he portrayed tom parker as a con man in yeah, my opinion you you, you can actually see that yeah you definitely see that but i don't think it's tom's tom hanks's best work so i wouldn't be surprised if he's not nominated yeah i would say so well in butler to be nominated for um best actor you know in this film you know, in my opinion, he gives a mesmerizing performance that captures Elvis's unique blend of charisma, vulnerability, his ambition. Um, you know, his performance captures the essence of Elvis. That's the one thing, the one thing that I did think I, I, I was able to see in growing up with Elvis, mm -hmm. I could see where he um, captured the essence of Elvis. Yeah. And, and his music. In each era. Yeah, Exactly. Well. The music, the the energy, um, I mean, absolutely. And I know I said this earlier, but I think it really shows that he really um, studied the recordings, the original recordings, studied Elvis's mannerisms, his movements, and everything to bring authenticity to the role. Um, so, it, from that perspective, if if you're listening, Austin Butler. You know, uh, I, I think that you did a brilliant job in portraying somebody that I grew up watching and, and impersonating myself. Yeah. I, I wasn't impersonating myself, but impersonating <laughs> Elvis. Well, but you have, you, there was the Elvis review when the girls were little. I, I have done Elvis publicly. And, you have done and, publicly. and yeah. And, and I look damn good in a jumpsuit, you honey. <laughs> honey, honey. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it is. It's interesting because the um, obviously the, he's also got. I, I mean, I need to say this: the, the ensemble cast overall did a, a great job as well. I think that uh, everybody carried their part in, in a way that they should have carried the part, and that uh, it all supported the film in, in totality. I think they did a, a really great job with bringing everything together, all pieces and facets of this. Uh, the Elvis's life, and uh, you know they they rushed through a few things, and you know go go back to Priscilla for example, uh, and I think this was Priscilla that 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 really insisted on this. They showed all these parts of these different famous movies, but one of Elvis's most famous movies was Viva Las Vegas and the chemistry with Anne Margaret, and you really they just kind of. Kim right over that really fast. And I think, you know, Elvis, after he died, as you know, Elvis actually sent flowers, a big thing of guitar-shaped flower you mean, arrangement. You mean before he died? Before he died. Did I say after? 
<laughs> maybe you're doing it after too. Well, maybe he had it set up that way. I don't know. But well, yeah. I, I think my brain was moving faster than my mouth. Yeah. After she started a residency in Las Vegas, um, and Margaret started a residency in Las Vegas, Elvis Presley used to every night would send her a guitar-shaped uh, a thing of flowers. And I think that's reminiscent of the movie where, you know, they do the, especially the pool scene. By the pool. Oh, I love the that movie. The lady loves him. <laughs> But she doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, 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 yeah, I do believe that, uh, you know, she just buzzed right over that. And that's one of his, actually, that's one of his best loved films for most people because there was so much chemistry there. They, well, they, I mean, it's not a secret. They had an affair for, well, it, and, and they call, they call, uh, Anne Margaret the female Elvis Presley. Elvis. Exactly. They were, I don't know, if there's ever two twin souls, I think those are those two are it, man. Well, and, and again, that goes back to Tom Parker putting a mm -hmm. kibosh on that yeah. and, and, and doing it from that, you know, shutting it down. And I think that's why every time she went to perform, he'd send that big thing of flowers, sort of like a screw you to Tom Parker. Like, I'm going to do this anyway, whether you like it or not. Well, and I think because during that time frame that they were filming Viva Las Vegas and they um, started seeing each other, uh, Priscilla was at Graceland, uh, still underage. He was just kind of biding time with her to get to an age where he could marry her. And, mm. and he fell in love with Anne Margaret in the meantime, but everybody knew that, that Priscilla was there. Well, that and he promised Priscilla's father that he would uh, take right. care of her and stuff. Right. And when she came so, her, think, so. so if if he had been able to be with Anne Margaret like he probably wanted to be, it would have been this big scandal that he had this, you know, underage girl that he was, you know, actually supposed to be with or I don't. It was kind of a weird kind of. A, even today, that would be a really weird situation. I think today would be worse, actually. Um, Back in the day, I guess people just kept their mouth shut. But yeah, um, just a, that's obviously why it was just completely glossed over, and you did not really see. Um, you know, they they show different parts of different parts of his movies, and there was just a little smidgen of Viva Las Vegas. Very like you would miss it if you didn't know to look for it. In fact, when we after we after we watched it, I said they didn't do Viva Las Vegas, and you went, yeah, they did. But it was very small. And Wait, it was quick, just. So, so it was that fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and realistically, we have to ask the question. This, this begs the question. What if Elvis and Anne Margaret actually were able to get together and live their life out the way they did? Because things might have changed and he mm -hmm. might very well be alive today. I, because he felt trapped in so many other ways. Yeah. And I, she, I, she gave him the freedom. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, they definitely would have been able to live out their lives, you know, at kind of, kind of normal. Like, you know, yeah. I think he might've actually been able to calm down after, you know, after a while and maybe they decided to, that they'd had enough of show business and they just want to live their lives. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it just, it, it's, it's unfortunate that that didn't actually happen. It's now scary. let's talk about the director. Cause I think he's nominated as well. 
Um, and obviously he produced the film, so the film itself is nominated. Um, Baz Luhrmann's real, uh, his actual name is Mark Anthony. Uh, everybody calls him Baz. Uh, he's an Australian film director, producer, writer, and actor. He's got projects spanning film, television, opera, theater, music, and recording industries. He's a writer and a director of Moulin Rouge, The Great Gatsby, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Say right. that real fast three times. Right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the the actual uh, Baz Luhrmann himself, I think because of his, um, I would say his experience with with all aspects of the 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 film theater music uh the different the other musicals that he had done i, I mean like iconic musicals that he has yeah. done uh in this he didn't disappoint no i uh, i you know it'd been i think it'd been a while since he had done something this big and i know yeah. i was thinking does he still got it i mean yeah it's been a while um but no this was i think overall if I look, if I look at what we watch in the movie, you really see how much work everybody put into it. I mean, from cast and crew. I mean, the costumes. Just, just that alone. It. Well, they had to know, range from 1950s all the way through the 70s. Yeah, they. Um, well, even no, even into the like the 30s, when they were when he was really little, like you know. Oh, like the, a child. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think I just think that that's what I come away with is that the movie is phenomenal. I, I totally understand why it's nominated. I could see it winning, except for some of the movies it's up against. I, I don't going to win, but you really, really can see how much work everybody put in this movie. Well, and and in actuality, like you said, it just just recreating the decades mm -hmm. um, in itself was amazing because you had they recreated the the costume the clothing the vehicles the atmosphere the the everything the, the film features i'm sorry that design must have been i mean they they must have spent a lot of money and a lot of you know research and a lot of time I mean, a lot of work went yeah. into even that design well and that goes back to blonde I think the people that did the set design in Blonde and the costuming in Blonde did an absolutely fantastic job as well. So, yes. you know, I don't know if, if Elvis is, um, I mean, we're dealing mostly with the, the film itself, the writers, the uh, directors, the uh, actors, more so than, you know, the uh, above the line or below the line uh, mm -hmm. individuals. So it's, I don't know, but I, I know that it's going to be tough if they are it because of what they recreated. Um, this film features incredible recreations of some of the most memorable performances, as we just said. Um, so like of a Love Me Tender, 1956, 1968 comeback. I think doing the 1968 comeback, they did a fabulous job with 1968 comeback. Yeah. Um, made you really think you were watching Elvis up there. Yeah. Like one of those black leather shoots, maybe. Yes, you did. And Aloha from Hawaii to his last performance uh, before he died, which uh, I think was about six months before he died, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. They they did that as well, so you kind of got to see. You got to see the glory. And the struggles, 
-hmm. You got to empathize with his journey from from wanting the exposure to enjoying his life to wanting to be an actor but getting screwed by by some 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 of his films are a little hokey. Yeah. And he was disappointed in that. He was locked in because of Parker. He was locked into a bunch of them. That's why yeah. Viva Las Vegas was so good because they had so much chemistry that thought, I'm in a real film that I can really enjoy. Mm-hmm. All the way down to you're working me to death and I'm tired of this. And, and I mean, you see the whole thing. And, well, and, and um, Austin Butler, just 100% nailed it on the emotion. Well, and, what, and re- yeah. Whether it was happy or angry or, I mean, he just nailed it every yeah, single time. And, and it's, it's your, your, well, just like Michelle Yeoh had to play like eight or nine different characters in, in yeah. everything, everywhere. You know, he basically had to play Elvis from the 50s or before the 50s, you know, in the 50s as he was growing up all the way through the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. Well, he, I think. He, Younger Elvis, they had they had one or two actors. Um, who I still think is a, I'm going to get in trouble for this, I still <laughs> think is a gold digger. Yeah, we don't agree on that 100%. Well, I, I know that um, she made arrangements uh, to have herself paid $90,000. Um, I don't know if it was a month or a year. I think it was a month. $90,000 a year from the estate for a really long time. And okay, I, I understand that part. I, when you said gold digger, I, I was thinking at the very beginning, like, I don't think it was, I don't think she was ever, I don't think she knew it when she, when she met him, she was 14. I mean, I don't think that that was in her mind. No. And I, I mean, I thought she probably was enamored by the fact that it was Elvis Presley and, you know, it was like, whoa, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And, and I, I, it, it kind of, when you think back on that, you kind of go, she was 14 years old. So yeah. from that perspective, it, it's kind of a little weird. But anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're talking about the movie. Overall, Diane, what did you think? Oh, I loved the movie. I, it's probably a movie. I don't usually see movies more than once, but it would be a movie I'd watch again. Um, and, and we that own means- it, so you can. That means high praise because I don't like watching movies more than once. I don't know why. I can so testify that for the, the whole 34 and a half years we know each other, 34 years, more than it's a little weird. More than, But yeah. yet, but yet I will watch Grease over and over and over again. So, yeah. Well, you have specific movies. This just happens to be one of them now. That I will watch again. Yes. Well, and, and, and I got to tell you, because it, it, the, you know, overall, I think Elvis, the 2022 biopic, yeah, I said it is a powerful and poignant drama about one of the most iconic figures in all of music. Lerman's direction, Butler's performance, and the stellar cast all come together to create an unforgettable film. It's a must-see for any fan of Elvis Presley and the powerful reminder of the importance of his legacy. That's my opinion. I think that, you know, you if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Um, if you have seen it, then you need to... Well, you can't vote for it, unfortunately. Um, these Oscars, what they need to do is let people vote, not just the uh, the Academy that, vote. That's what the People's Choice Awards are, are for. True. 
That is true. That's a true point. But I think for the Oscar movies, they should let us vote because sometimes they bring some weird movies in. Now, we've been very surprised this year about the movies that we've seen that we thought we wouldn't like. Um, and realistically, there's been several independent films that have reached the this pinnacle within the Oscar race. And it turns out that we actually kind of enjoyed them. There's one that we still need to watch that neither one of us really want to, so I won't say the name of it, but I'm not sure if we're going we're gonna to get to that. But yeah. some of them, I'm, I'm just like, why would you make a movie about that? Like, what? I agree. Why, why is that even an interesting thing? It's not. It's just not. Well, I in this particular movie, again, like I just said, I think I would absolutely 100% recommend that you see it if you haven't seen it in... It's been out for quite some time now, so you have think, to be able to see it. I think most people have seen it, but oh, if you're not an Elvis fan, or if you if you really just oh Elvis can't stand him, I still think you'd enjoy the movie. Well, you might get a new perspective on Elvis, right? For sure. You know, you know yeah. give you a new look on it and a new perspective to say, hey, well now I understand. I understand yeah. the way he was, why he was, because the man was absolutely one hundred percent talented. There is no question that yeah. he is talented. Yeah. And and not just because I'm a fan, but when you think about it, it took 20 years, 25 years before his record of record sales by a single artist was broken. M more than 20 years. So obviously he's an icon in the industry. He started rock and roll, man. He was he was definitely something and I I felt very sorry for him at the end of it. It was kind of, I think I left the movie kind of sad and brokenhearted just because it was sad. The way it ended, it was just sad. I think it goes, I think it presents empathy. We're, yeah. we get, we're up with empathy. So, which I think with people don't really like, if they're not huge Elvis fans, I think that they will find to be empathetic towards him if they watch the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we need to, um, I, I think, hang on, you know, and to re reiterate um, as we close out, uh, Elvis, this biopic, uh, kind of portrays Elvis's life almost a half a century after his untimely death on August 16th, 1977 in Memphis, Tennessee, the dysfunctional relationship between Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, his longtime manager, Colonel Tom Parker, which I still don't want to call him Colonel. Um, and it continues to create controversy um, with him and his effort to clear his name. And uh, apparently that's why he wanted everything on the record uh, straight out to everyone about his involvement with Elvis's rise to fame and his career. Uh, the time that Parker died, he was penniless and uh, he was desperate and uh, i know that he woke up like in a las vegas hospital room in 1997 with his mind filled with like memories and he starts reminiscing about these events and his two decade long love-hate relationship with the elements of elvis presley's story and um his influence on rock and roll on gospel on country on the blues i mean a little bit of everything and um, on, on the deathbed, Tom Parker looks back on the, all the pivotal landmarks of his career. So I, I, I did not know that when we started watching the movie. 
I didn't realize that this was actually from Parker's perspective until recently, actually. Which I, I think is very interesting that it was from his perspective because um, you're, you would think, especially a con man like he was, would want to make himself look, you know, as, as innocent as possible. But I think it goes to show, the movie shows that he literally was the cause of so much of the negativity in, in, in his life that you can't put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> and he was a pig. <laughs> well, in fact, I'm not going to disgrace a pig, so I'll call him something else. Right. Right. But um, yes, and in, 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 in realistically, what, what you see from this movie, you're going to walk away with the, the understanding of Elvis Presley's career, his struggles, his addiction, his love, what he loved the most. He could laugh, he could cry, and his desperation to, to get freedom from Tom Parker. So watch the movie if you haven't watched it. If you have watched it, watch it again and support this movie during the Oscars that are coming up shortly. So anything else you want to say, Diane? Did we miss no. anything? I, I don't think so. Well, thank you everybody for listening to us, for watching us, and for uh, joining us on this conversation about Elvis. Uh, one of my favorite subjects in the world is Elvis Presley. Thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody next Wednesday. Well, actually Sunday. Diane and I will be back on Sunday on our regular programming. And then uh, the following Wednesday, we got a couple of uh, great people coming in to talk. Um, I'm not going to give it away. But we've got some great conversations coming up in the next few weeks. And as a reminder, um, in the next few weeks, you're also going to see a change in artwork. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, it is still us. It will still be one more thing before you go, but there might be a nice change to kind of everything evolves, right? And everything grows. And everything gets better and bigger and better and, you know, more benefit to you all. So thank you very much for listening. One more thing before you go. Have a great day. Have a great week. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.